Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, Hour 2, Home Improvement. Scott Mosby, KMOX, we are live and lively. So much to talk about here. Stay tuned. We've got so much going on more. Good phone lines, good questions. Uh, phone calls are yours, 314-436-7900, 436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. I invite your calls, welcome your calls, your experience. Uh, good, bad, and ugly, we're going to talk about it right here today is Veterans Day. The Downtown Veterans Day Parade is underway. Uh, Quite an impressive gathering and a beautiful day for this. You know, 50 degrees, sunshine, you know, not too hot, not too cold, no rail. My goodness, we lucked out today in the middle of the country. And we're just here for you. So we're talking about everything important to you. Uh, My name is Scott Mosby. I uh, am part of Mosby Building Arts. I'm the second generation of a remodeling company. This is our 70th year. Uh, Mosby is the who, building is the what, and arts is the how. Uh, We pride ourselves in uh, really doing an exceptional job at putting all those trades together. And one of our real claims to fame is that we have our own tradesmen. So when you hear stories about, well, I couldn't get this contractor here or there or what, well, that's kind of the industry and you know it kind of is what it is our answer to that is to have our own tradespeople on staff or do what we call self-perform so we have our own licensed architects uh, aging in place specialists uh, interior designers uh, kitchen certified kitchen and bath design everything on the front end we are a full architectural firm and we are a full construction firm And uh, really one of the things that comes out of that is we're able to start projects, uh, you know, pretty soon. So uh, as fast as you can make decisions, we can design it. And and frankly, one of our slower things is getting permits uh, because the code authorities are just as busy as the rest of the world. And that's one thing we cannot self-perform because it has to be that third-party inspection and and the code enforcement authorities. So anyway, that's that's it. Anyway, anything you want to learn more uh, or find out uh, kind of uh, the history. It's kind of interesting. A bit of my family history and the company history is on our website, callmosby.com. And we did this video about five years ago when we celebrated 65 years. This year's our 70th. And it's in the Mosby building or callmosby.com and about us, our history. And kind of an interesting thing. I think you'll recognize some of those KMOX voices. Uh, 314-436-7900-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Let's go right to our phone lines. Fire up Bosco. Bosco's in the background there just turning that treadmill and creating 50,000 watts. And we're going to talk first with Earl. Hey, Earl, Scott Mosby, how may I help, sir? Yeah, I just uh, had a question. I'm just curious about it. Uh, How do you... uh Pour concrete on a slope without it running down to the lowest, lowest point. A uh, very low slump concrete or very dry. So concrete, um, you know, is uh, sand, gravel or aggregate, cement, and water. And if you think about it, um, it's plastic. When you add water to it, all that stuff sticks together because the cement is kind of like a paste and it'll glue that stuff together in its wet form. Uh, a, a high slump concrete, which means that if you stack it up in a cone, 
and you remove the cone, that vertical cone will slump down into a real wide area. So it'll roll down the hill in your way. Uh, when we have steep driveways or inclines, and some of that is why our uh, highway system has no inclines greater than a 6% slope uh, because of how concrete is poured and pavement reacts. Uh, but it's a very dry, so very little water goes into that. It gets agitated or mixed up very thoroughly because the less water you put in concrete, number one, the stronger it is. Number two, the harder it is to place, level, and finish. And number three, the less slump or falling down the hill slope you will have in that. So it's a, it's a pouring on a hill you're going to have really strong concrete. It's going to cost you a lot. And instead of having maybe a three-man crew, you're going to have a five-man crew. And that's where the cost comes from. But it's possible and uh, it's done every day. Uh, it's done a little bit more by your better uh, trained and skilled old-timer concrete guys. Uh, young, new concrete people um, don't recognize the manpower needs and they can get into trouble with, you know, uh, steep concrete because they just don't staff. They just don't have enough manpower to manhandle that basically dry concrete or low slump concrete. Yeah, I thought it was pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, anybody can do an easy job. You know, it's the pros it takes to do the tough ones. So you're you're just on a short list of what concrete contractors can handle that. Uh, and, and the experience of knowing how to stay out of trouble. I mean, trouble happens with concrete all the time. It's, you know, that's almost like the second word behind concrete is it's just a complex chemical reaction. And it's just brute force or machinery it takes to place that stuff, level it out, you know, get the right amount of reinforcing up in the concrete throughout that. You know, it's a big deal. I, I love concrete. It's a magical material and it, it takes a lot to do it right. Okay, thanks. All right, Earl, good question. Thank you, sir. Bye now. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons one of the advertisers here, uh, people that we do business with, B&W Concrete, I, I like those guys because they're second generation. They've already had those mistakes. They know that stuff. And that's really the difference, you know, between, you know, a company that's been around for a while and a company that hasn't is how many mistakes did you get in and out, in and out of, and in your uh, corporate knowledge, which basically means your recovery from those problems you've had in that 10, 20, 30, 40, 70, whatever years it is. So think of it as a, a, a company. The experience really means knowing, my gosh, I need an extra two guys on this particular job because it's a high slope job. Anyway, we'll be right back for more on the X Home Improvement Show. This is an honor to be with you. Uh, I want to send out my gratitude once again uh, and for the rest of my life to the veterans, those that are actively serving now, though that those that have served in the past. And uh, I promise you, I've never lost a night's sleep within the borders of the United States worrying about my safety. And that's why um, yeah, there are no foreign threats that I have to deal with. Uh, ignorance may be bliss, but that ignorance of mine is paid for by somebody somewhere every day, all the time. Home Improvement, Camel X at your service. Scott Mosby, glad to be here and grateful for our veterans. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, talking about all the exciting things, architectural design, home additions, kitchen remodeling, bath, to, bath remodeling, master bath, all that stuff right here on KMOX. And uh, if you would like to help Children, we're going into the holiday season. This is something that we at Mosby Building Arts really enjoy. We kind of rise to the occasion. It's it's the Mosby Stuff the Truck. It's time that for us to stuff the truck. This is going to be the second Saturday in December, December 9th from 10 to 2 at our business at Mosby Building Arts in Kirkwood, right near uh, Big Bend and Highway 44. Or before that time, we're taking non-perishable food uh, because we're also... Uh, doing, uh, helping that out with the St. Louis Area Food Bank and Friends of Kids with Cancer. So we're trying to get the we're moving around the benefactor, the, those that we benefit with this gathering. So non-perishable food stop by Mosby Building Arts 645 Leffingwell or a new unused toy, hopefully in its uh, original packaging for security reasons. Uh, you know, we don't want to risk any issues so we're asking for that you can drop that by mosby building arts or or offer it on the website we'll we'll make a way to pick that up uh so thank you very much uh and and i will be broadcasting from that so it, it's one of our fun events so uh, we we like it uh kind of brings us all together as a team and you know our mission is make a positive difference in people's lives every day and that's not always with a hammer so this is just one of those ways we we do that and it's a feel good thing and we stand up just a little bit straighter and our shoulders back just a little bit more when we're able to help let's see what's cooking here with anita hey anita scott mosby here how may i help you hi scott thank you for your service yes ma'am uh i am live in a mobile home, which is around um, eight years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a new place. Yep. And anyway, one of the um, pipes underneath of my sink mm-hmm. broke open, and I did not know. I had to go outside and, and op- close the water off on it. Yes. And, of course, being a woman, or yeah. this woman anyway, I did not really know how to do it, so... My brother-in-law came over and turned it off, but during the meantime, a lot of water came out. It was just gushing out, and it leaked down into underneath the crawl space, and the crawl space has plastic on the bottom, I mean, on the ground, Mm -hmm. and then it has a a layer of plastic, and it's heavy plastic uh, underneath the house part. Yes. And uh, anyway, my husband had to... In order to release the water, he poked a hole in that plastic at the, uh, on the top mm-hmm. to release it. Well, since then, I have gotten this, have these um, musty smell underneath my sinks. Yes. And um, I'm wondering, uh, what do I do about that? <laughs> well, number one, Anita... Um the poking the hole in the liner was actually a pretty good thing. Uh, it can be fixed just like fixing a tire. So those old heavy uh, liners, uh, you know, basically you clean it and, and you get a patch and you patch it just like fixing an old automobile tire. So that's the least of your issues. The water going down underneath that can contribute a little bit to that smell. I mean, it's a big deal for all that water. But I would propose to you that the smell is coming from the the building materials and the cabinets and the flooring that's underneath your sink. Those 
I mean, think of it. Mold needs a food source. Well, that's all that wood and building materials. It needs water. You know where that came from. And it needs cold, warm space. Well, there you go. So I think, and and it's inside your home. So I, I think it's more building material, musty smell. Uh, and it takes a long time for those building materials to dry out. You can take a month for that, you know, water to dissipate and evaporate and and as it does so it's it's evaporating in your house well it did but this has been going on for months i mean this happened i just i have contract tried to get a hold of somebody to come over here and thinking that maybe it was just the plastic but um I've i don't think so i i think it's really in your house and a and a home repair from water you know saturation Oh, okay. Under the sink, she said. Well, then, what do we have to do on that? Uh well, it's uh, a little bit of surgery. Pull out the kitchen base sink. Maybe take out the countertop. Uh, hopefully, you can pull that base cabinet out. That cabinet probably will come apart in pieces. So you're gonna have to replace that. Open up the floor. Open up the subfloor. See where. See what's wet. Um, and make sure, number one, when I hear, you know, long-term smells like that, sometimes the water hasn't stopped. You know, you still have little drips or leaks around the edge of the sink because once you soak it down and get it wet, keep it wet for a week or two, it only takes a few drops of water for that stuff to grow back into action. So, but I think it's more of an internal uh, repair remodeling thing than the liner and the crawl space issue. Oh, okay. So if I can't, well, all right, then I, I get a, a builder to come in and do that. Yeah, or where did you buy your home? Uh, frankly, the, whoever sold you that home generally have people that, you know, that they use to install the homes and place the homes and repair the homes. So, uh, yeah, I, I would go back to the folks that sold it to you, and uh, you might be surprised that, you know, they may know all about because Because a manufactured home is different than a stick-built home, and it's uh, not dramatically different, but, you know, there you go. Well, the thing is with them, I mean, that... This, like I said, this house is, is very new, mm-hmm. and um, there's so many things in there that weren't done properly uh, before, and um, I just kind of de- kind of hesitated to have them do it because um, I don't know whether they can do a proper job or not. Well, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, you're still responsible for picking somebody good, but finding somebody that might have that experience to do it, um, you know, I'm just offering that as one place. They have people working all the time. You're still, you know, responsible to pick somebody you trust and speaks your language too. Okay. So you think I have to pull out, pull out the uh, sinks? Yeah, well, uh, you'll know when if you get the right person in there, they'll start telling you exactly what needs to happen, and and you know then you just have to make that judgment, looking in their eyes. Now, do I trust them? Are they doing this right? Uh, that sort of thing, and it may be covered by um, uh, your homeowner's insurance. Um, so you can also call your insurance company. That will record a claim, though, whether you get it fixed or not. So uh, you're better off doing a little bit of checking on your own first. Yeah. Okay. But well, know. okay. Well, you got my whole my, the whole thing on my mind now. That's that. Uh, and you know, I've had my and not to. This has been a that was some months back, mm-hmm. and then I guess back in um, uh, June, uh, my toy one of my 
the toilet in uh, the master bedroom. Yeah. And that, and, uh, that bathroom, it broke and water came out. And I could, a lot of water, and I could not get the faucet turned off underneath it, but it was just so hard. So there again, I had to wait for somebody to come over here and help me with that. So yeah. that's the reason why I thought possibly that it was, um, but it's probably the, all that water. Right. I probably, I might even have mold down there, you think? Uh, well, your crawl space will kind of help you avoid that to some extent because, you know, that water drops into a crawl space, which is kind of effectively outside the house. But yeah. if you, you know, that toilet could be the source of this. You're going to need some help. And, you know, Anita, forgive me for saying this, but is it time for you to find a place where somebody else does the repairs, you know? Well, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I would trust the people around here uh, to do it, even though it's a very nice subdivision. Right. I just don't trust the, the people that work here because... Yeah. I just don't. But anyway, thank you for your help. I mean, I'm glad I called you. I don't know why I haven't called you before. (laughs) But uh, I mean, you know, I kept waiting for this person to come here, and it's a friend, and he knows everything about everything, I think. But uh, maybe I'll just get somebody that's outside my friendship and um, get somebody to come in. Do I get a um, carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You're, you'll need a carpenter, floor layer, maybe. Uh, you, you can call a remodeling company there. You're welcome to call my company if you'd like, but it's we don't typically do insurance-type repairs, so that's otherwise we we know what to do. It's just well, in, okay. That just you know, I'm not worried too much about the insurance. Uh, okay. Uh, Helitech. Uh, what's your phone number? Uh, I live in. I know I live in Swansea on the east side. You come over here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we have all kinds of employees that live there. So. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's the number? Three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred nine zero nine eighteen hundred. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, okay, Anita. If nothing else, we'll tell you exactly what's happening. Okay, honey. Thank right. you. God bless you. Bye now. Bye bye. Home Improvement Camel X, we are live and lively here on the 50,000-watt blowtorch of Camel X. Uh, Brian Kelly's doing his very best to stay up on all the news of the day. Uh, so many things here on this wonderful Veterans Day. It is a blessing and a gift to be able to celebrate Veterans Day or Armistice Day. So, you know, um, I didn't serve. Fortunately, others did in my stead. And I just missed it. Uh, the Vietnam War stopped when I was just that age. So I was part of the lottery. My number was 222, and I had several friends that were 1, 4, 6, and 8. And they went. Uh, 314 right here on KMOX. Hi, Chris Kerber with you, and tonight the Blues drop the puck against John Tavares and Doug Waits' New York Islanders. The pregame show at 6.30, the face-off at 7 o'clock, right here on your voice of St. Louis Blues Hockey, KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, back together. Remember, stuff the truck for non-perishable food, canned goods, if you will, as well as new toys for children where the kids get uh, friends of kids with cancer are getting the toys and the beneficiary is St. Louis Area Food Bank for the non-perishable food. It's, it's the time, folks. So as you go through Thanksgiving, yeah, when you look down that table and you see what's there, think about those that don't. You bet. Let's go to the phone, see what's cooking here on University of KMOX and talk to Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Good afternoon. How may I help, sir? Yes, the second uh, story of my house is covered with aluminum siding, and it faces north. So I get algae buildup every year. And I was wondering if there's anything I could coat the siding with to prevent the algae buildup. Uh, no, not really. Um, because if you think about it, if you just parked your car for a year and you didn't wash it, uh, believe me, the north side of that car, the dampness, the dew sets, then the dust sticks to the dew, and then the stuff starts growing on that little topsoil petri dish, if you will. And that's where the algae comes from, just from not moving and always being wetter longer because the sun doesn't get to it the air doesn't get to it so uh, just a good scrubbing and a bath glenn uh the last thing you're going to do is hit it with chlorine bleach uh because it's the chlorine bleach that'll kill that stuff it'll only kill it for a while because the dew comes back and the dust comes back and the you know the algae comes back so it'll last you about a year maybe two before you do it again what uh, what kind of uh liquid would you recommend in cleaning that siding uh, well, this includes uh, vinyl siding, steel siding, aluminum, anything that's an artificial, you know, some of the hardy boards or the the fiber cement will have this as well. The alkali in the fiber cement tends to um, dissuade the buildup of the algae. But first thing is uh, rinse it off, uh, not with a power washer, just give it a good rinse, uh, hit it with a detergent. And then at that point, I like a soft bristle brush for me. I do it with a big push broom, a plastic bristle, soft bristle push broom because I you know it's like cleaning your tires and your wheels if you use a tire cleaner on it you'll get a lot of it off but until you really scrub it that stuff doesn't come loose and same with the algae on your house you need to you need to abrade or scrub off that dirt uh, and then the black will still be there you'll cut it in half with that detergent and rinse but then, frankly, it's just the bleach that will kill the black mildew. It's the same stuff that grows in your shower. So, you know, and, and it'll last about a year, year and a half, and then it'll start building back up as that topsoil or dust starts sticking to the dew on the siding. Okay, well, thank you. All right, Glenn, be careful. Uh, it's, it's not the pressure in a pressure washer. It's actually the scrubbing, the rinse, and ultimately the bleach. Thank you. All right, sir. Bye now. Home Improvements, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Let's see what's next here. We have a very patient, Anita. Hello, Anita. How may I help you? Well, first of all, I thank you for your program. I just found you here a few weeks ago. I just recently moved from northern Illinois. Oh, hello. Welcome, and uh, welcome to the KMOX family. Thank you. But what I've got questions with, Rob, is I had uh, hailstorm damage here a few days back ah. in a storm that came through and I'm wanting to put some skylights in my home Yeah, because my home seems to be awfully dark. Yep. So I'm wanting to put some skylights and I don't know whether to go with a re- rectangular boxed in kind. I have a, uh, or go with those uh, cylinder like. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and I also got a question on deck cleaning. I'd like to find someone that's good at and good and reputable. Okay. And uh, a good contractor handyman. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, give my office a call because we have two things. Some of those things we do and some of those things we contract out for our clients as well. So we can refer to you, th- you know, a- as a uh, design build contractor, we, you know, perform those services and we buy those services. And frankly, part of the responsibility of, you know, the Camwex family is, you know, share what you know. Uh, so we keep a reference list for people of, you know, companies to do this or companies do that. So you're welcome to call my company and we'll help you with the things we do and we'll help you with the things that we know. Uh, so you don't know, is it pretty hard to put skylights in? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, it, it's either, e- and, and I'll, I'll answer that because that's a separate question. You can call my office at 314-909-1800. It's Mosby Building Arts. 909-1800. But the skylights, the rectangular ones, Anita, are much larger. Uh, they typically involve, you know, uh, they typically involve a uh, building permit because you're cutting a hole in the roof. Uh, they're, they're more costly. Uh, they're bigger. And the only one you can buy is the top of the line because when you cut a hole in the roof, it's all about how well it gets installed in the, fl- in the shingles. Uh, and then there are round uh, called sun tunnel or sauna tube, which are the round ones. Those are much less costly. They're smaller, but the issue with those is that there's a shiny round cylindrical port. So there's ductwork that bounces that shiny light down around. So you can kind of have the round skylight 10 feet over there and have the light delivered 10 feet horizontally almost to a different room so the skylight doesn't even need to be above the room where it it delivers the light really yeah that's that's you know they're you're cutting a round hole that goes in a lot easier it's less costly you have much less uh, light but you also you know just easier to put in and you can kind of it's like a um Oh, uh, kind of like a ship's pipe, you know, where the captain calls down to the uh, um, the boiler room and say, full speed ahead. Well, that pipe might go down and make a right turn and a left turn and then back to the right turn and then down to the, you know, well with a sauna tube or sun tunnel. That technology, you can bend that pipe around and it's a very shiny stainless steel inside of the pipe so it you can move that light to other places. That's the cool part of it. And... You know. Wow. Well, I, I definitely need more light. I don't have a light, uh, a window above my kitchen sink, and only one one uh, source of light in the kitchen, and that's a small patio door. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a person that really likes natural light. Oh, you and me both. I, I don't get, I don't, I'm not nice without light. You bet, Anita. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the town. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. And indeed, that's just part of the, you know, we've been on KMOX. We take email questions. Uh, People send us photographs. Uh, You know, here's what I'm looking at. Is this a problem? Uh, You know, it just... uh, you know, when you're the voice of St. Louis, then we tend to be the voice of remodeling. And, you know, 
call in, ask a question. I give you my best. Sometimes it takes a few photographs here and there, and, you know, just we're happy to help. Um, that's, that's why we're around. Make a positive difference in people's lives. That's what we do. Uh, let's take a short pause, come back here for more, and uh, talk about some cool things, you know, maybe bathrooms, uh, maybe fasteners for lumber. Uh, and for those of you listening, if you know a young homeowner and they need help on understanding their home, maybe they're thinking of doing some work on the house themselves, um, give them our name. Uh, they're welcome to the Camel X family. That is uh, just one of the things, you know, that the Helotech Home Improvement Show is here for is, you know, help homeowners along. So we're glad to help and, uh, you know, Probably many of you out there are pretty hardened home DIY folks. Do it yourself. So I'll help you through this the best I can and train you with the experience that I can. So right here on Camlex, glad to serve. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yeah, don't you love it? We're just uh, wrapping around the corner here. A few more minutes of the Home Improvement Show. One o'clock brings up the Rick Edelman Show. Three o'clock, the business of family uh, business. Uh, we're going to talk about the exercise coach with Ryan Recker here on KMOX. 4 p.m., stay tuned. Our old favorite, Greg Damon, is in for the Camel X Auto Talk Show. Stay tuned tonight, 6.30 till 9.30, St. Louis Blues versus the New York Islanders right here in town. Go Blues, man. I tell you what, they're on a tear, are they not? Yep. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, we are at your service. Let's see what's cooking here. Let's talk with Stuart. Hey, Stuart, good afternoon. Welcome to Camel X. How can I help? Hello, Stuart. Listen to your phone and not the radio. The radio is seven seconds behind, please. Turn your radio down, please. Hello, Stuart. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. I enjoy your show. Yeah, turn your radio down there. Okay. All right, how can I help, sir? Hello, you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, you were talking about technology earlier. That was the uh, phone in the car trying to work it out. Um, but anyway, uh, we moved here uh, about six years ago after retiring from the military, uh -huh. and I hired a contractor. This is just a quick short story, okay. and uh, uh, to put a little addition on our house. And uh, um, he got about halfway through it and declared bankruptcy, walked away, and it turns out that, uh, you know, I had to be responsible for all the uh, materials because he didn't pay for any of that stuff and uh, got stuck with about a $35,000 bill. Ooh. So uh, even after the uh, attempted lawsuits and whatnot, the uh, lawyer said it's going to cost you more to sue than it is just to walk away from it. But wow. uh, here we are today, and uh, we've kind of recouped some of our, uh, well, we scratched together some more money to continue on with our remodeling. Mm -hmm. And we want to remodel a small bathroom. And, uh, um, you know, I, I guess I wanted to get some thoughts on uh, – uh, we want to put in a small granite uh, sink top and uh, take out a tub and put some tile up. Nothing too extensive. No rearranging of pipes or toilets or anything like that. Uh, small room. Uh -huh. uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on contractors and whatnot and uh, whether you guys do small jobs. Uh, well, that's not such a small job when you get into a bathroom and you start, uh, you know, pulling out showers and putting in tile and such. I'm assuming that'd be for a shower. Is that correct? 
well, there's a tub and a shower in there now. We just want to get rid of the big tub that's in there. Okay. It's just really impractical for that. You, you can't even hardly fill it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will tell you that at Mosby, we pull out nine out of ten tubs, even out of master baths, and then we make the shower bigger. You know, a master bath needs something neat, but it very salt, very few of us actually slow down and take a bath. No, I know. This is a uh, guest uh, bathroom. It's not our master bathroom. That's down the road. Okay. All right. Well, uh, choices on that. When you're pulling out a fixture like that, you'll have drawings, you'll have a permit. Uh, it And it, um, you know, frankly, that that's an important part of it. Uh, that's something that we at Mosby do. Uh, we have two things there. The two ways we do bathrooms. Number one is a right bath, which is a semi, it's a pretty simple bathroom. And it's uh, really driven by time. And it has somewhat of a, um, like three or five p- fixtures of the most popular. So it's, uh, we eliminate the design time in there. There's still selections and style and, it, you know, the same quality and all. But we just take time out of it and that removes cost. Then you've got the whole design build thing where anything can happen and, you know, we take you shopping around here for that. That's typically for the master bath. For a hall bath or guest bath, it's typically a, a, a what we call the right bath, which is a truncated design build service. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, uh, there are other contract contractors that will do that. There aren't many that do drawings and plans. Um, therefore, quite a few don't even get permits because it's it's difficult. They don't really have the staff that'll do that. Uh, when you go to sell the house, that's a problem because the um, you know now the permit authorities, you know, are sometimes inspecting in some municipalities for what's called occupancy, which means that uh, you know the handrails up, the fire separations, and all yeah. the right things done, and that usually means permits. And if there's a new kitchen there that wasn't there before, they'll look at the permit history in their municipality and say, "Well, where did that come from?" And so. That that can be a problem, but anyway, it's uh, you know, yeah, it, it's what you and then frankly, if you're going to pull out the tub, uh, there are other ways to remodel bathrooms. They tend to be with a fiberglass or acrylic um, tub liner or liner system. Uh, they do not tear things out generally. They'll change a faucet, uh, and they it's usually in one day, but it, it's really a plastic sheet laid over the existing. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah we wanted to kind of stay away from that. Yeah, that that we do. We don't do anything like that, and that's really how we came up with this thing called Bright Bath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I heard your phone numbers earlier when you were talking to other people. Yeah. And um, so I'll uh, I'll give you a call and just see uh, maybe talk more in detail about it. Okay. Well, thank you, Stuart. Uh, love to be considered. Okay. Well, thank you for your show. I appreciate it. Glad to help. Bye now. Take care, sir. Bye bye. Next up, let's see what's cooking here. Uh, let's talk to Jim, who's been pretty patiently waiting. Jim, a good afternoon. How can I help, my friend? Hey, Scott. How are you doing today? Terrific. Hey, I'm trying to put together two 2x12s uh, treated lumber mm-hmm. um, to make a beam. Yep. And notice that on the boxes for the 16cc's, it says not to use with treated lumber. Yep. And I was curious as to what's the appropriate fastener. Stainless steel. Uh, use a joint. Stainless steel. <laughs> Stainless okay. steel, not galvanized. Uh, you know, welcome to my world. We used uh, ten years ago. We had arsenic-based treated lumber. It didn't eat up steel. Now we went to a copper cuprous type 
thing that uh, does eat up these fasteners. So now you have a very short list of expensive fasteners. And when you get into joining two structural members like creating a beam, um, and even flitch plates means we sandwich steel in between those beams to make them stronger sometimes. Those have to be stainless steel plates now, something that that chemical will not deteriorate. And it takes about four to five years before that fails. But you're, you're, you have uh, three choices, stainless steel, stainless steel, and stainless steel. Well, I guess my question is, is this, though. I don't see stainless steel nails, but I do see stainless steel screws. My concern is that the shaft or the shank size of the screw is not the same girth as the nail. Right, so right. I guess I have to sharpen my, my screw pattern. Uh, well, you if you're if you're combining two two by twelves, you have to through bolt that with a half inch fastener with a with real bolts. Screws will not do it if you're using this for structure. Uh, you can use deck screws, but a two two and a half inch deck screw, like you say, doesn't have the girth to properly make those two boards act as a four by twelve. Um, and that's okay, where you, I mean, because I'm, I'm supporting trusses for just a patio cover. Oh man, no, you are nowhere near screws. This is big bolts. Okay. This is this is bridge stuff. Uh, hang hang on, let me put you on hold, uh, uh, Jim. I want to talk to you off the air because this is very very important. There aren't any nails or screws suitable for this, and even if you glued it and nailed it, it'll eat the nails and the glue. So let me put okay. you on hold if you don't mind. Okay. Thank okay. you. Take care. All right, and Anita, hold the line as well. I'll get you off the air. Folks, stay tuned. I'll see you next week here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Rick Edelman next.